Tools Day's back, it's time you know that we're ready to start the show. Conference season, we've been on the move, and we've got another recap for you on GDS Chrome Dev Summit. So let's get the show started. Welcome to Tools Day, a podcast about tech tools, tips, and tricks every other Tuesday at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna. And I'm Chris. And today we are talking about Chrome Dev Summit. Um, so I didn't even that, say it. <laughs> you didn't say it this time, Chris. Oh. I thought we were supposed to be on Slink Hour. Uh. Um, it's fine. Uh, so we have both been going to a bunch of different events in October and the beginning of November. It's like conference season right now. And um, one of these events is called Chrome Dev Summit. And actually, neither of us went to this because we were both doing other things. But it is an event that I love to go to. And I think it's a... A great event where Chrome really likes tells us what they've been working on over the past year. Um, so Chris is going to do a little bit of recap because he's been hanging out watching a ton of the videos. Yeah. Um, well, basically, <laughs> he's been in a state. <laughs> I, I got concussed um, and I couldn't do anything about listen to things, and so I was like, I'll just turn on the audio and just sit here and listen to the Chrome Dev Summit. It was an interesting experience. Uh, I learned that some speakers are really, really good at explaining themselves without visual aid. So uh, hats off to those guys uh, nice. and ladies, which was really nice. But anyways. Yeah, yeah, so I actually, I remember the first year that the Chrome Dev Summit was happening, I also was unable to attend. So I watched all the videos at home through the live feed. And they had like this quiz and I still participated in the like in-person like game quiz during the conference um, which was funny because like I ended up getting a shout out even though I wasn't there for answering one of the questions right I or remember, something like you, that <laughs> this was back at IBM days yeah yeah but um, I wasn't at IBM at the time I was like yeah. hanging out at my parents basement yeah. <laughs> for some reason I was like visiting home I don't know why but I remember like watching all the videos while doing work remotely which was cool because they do all this live stream it's really high quality video so definitely check that out if you're interested in attending, but you can't physically make the conference. Um, you can just either listen to it later like Chris did or watch all the videos live like I did. Um, and we will drop the uh, Chrome has put up together a playlist of all the different live streams. They're all great. So we will drop that link below. Yep. And before we get into the show too much more, I do want to say a thank you to the show's sponsor. Today's show sponsor is Linode, and they're giving listeners a free $20 worth of infrastructure credit with the promo code TOOLSDAY2018. Instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in seconds in the Linode cloud with your choice of Linux distros, resources, and node locations. Plans start at 1 gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month, with high memory plans starting at 16 gigabytes. And they also have an option for hourly billing with a cap and include a 7-day money-back guarantee. There are 10 data centers worldwide, and you can get a server running in under a minute. Build virtual machines and run Docker containers, encrypted disks, VPNs, or whatever else you would need. And if something goes wrong, rest assured with 24-hour friendly support and phone support being an option as well. They have a Python CLI, RESTful API, and have a management tool in beta, which is active on GitHub, that you can get involved in. So definitely check out Linode. Remember that you're getting a $20 credit when you use the promo code TOOLSDAY2018. Um, and you can visit linode.com slash toolsday to enter that promo code. Again, the promo code is toolsday2018, T-O-O-L-S-D-A-Y 2018 for $20 worth of infrastructure credit for your next project. All right. 
All right. You want to get into it? Let's get into um, it. I am going to just ask you some questions to like get this conversation started because I wasn't able to watch all the videos and I definitely am interested in what went down. So this is just going to kind of be like a casual conversation, like Chris catching me up. Yeah. So there, you know, like any conference, there's a ton of, ton of great content. Some content is like super inspiring. Like, oh, the future, what we can do. Some is really practical. That's what I um, like. That's my and some <laughs> jam. Or more recap. Um, um, so what was your favorite talk that you... It's interesting because you listened to them. You didn't really see I, the visuals. I, I listened to them, so I didn't see them. So some of them had probably some more visual effects that I completely missed. But mm. um, I think my favorite talk was by um, Marco and Paul Lewis, Aerotwist, um, where they talked about building this app called Squoosh.app. I've heard so much about that on the Twitters. Um, so um, it, it was um, the... the the talk was called Complex JS Heavy Web Apps Avoiding the Slow. And um, they walk you through how they built um, this web app that essentially optimizes images and shows you comparisons on the fly. Um, and the app is doing a tremendous amount of processing. Um, like you can upload an image and then it has that side-by-side -side screen and you can drag a slider across it to kind of see um, how various different optimizations uh, affect the image quality. And so it's see. like SVGO, where yes. you can change dials and see how that affects the compression of your SVG file, but for raster-based images. Uh, yeah, for anything. So it's for it's basi basically everything. Um, so you can do SVG with this. You can do videos. You can do GIFs. Uh, sorry, do... Uh, all images. All images. All image formats. Okay, um, okay so... Yeah. So, like, does that include SVG? Because I don't think that's an image format. I think it's, like, a vector format. Okay, so all static... <laughs> static... Vector Visual. or raster okay. uh, formats. So let's go through that. And, um, you know, traditionally for these kind of optimizations, they're not really done in the browser because they're running, you know, these compilers or optimizers. Um, and so you have a tool on your, on your, on your command line or, you know, SVGO. Uh, there was Image Optim online, which, which did some of these things. But it was, it was like really PNG Crush. There's like a ton of yeah, them. A common thing that kind of did an operation and send it back to you. Um, but it was very hard to kind of see what was happening. We, you know, you know, if you drop the quality by thirty percent, what does that mean versus seventy percent? What does that mean when you swap between um, various different optimizers or or what have you? And they built this amazing app. Works offline across all Evergreen browsers, um, and it uses WebAssembly and um, Web Workers and basically every kind of hey, we're gonna do the latest and greatest tech, but works in all browsers. Evergreen browsers, um, and, and here's how you do it. And their talk one was just so easy to listen to, which is always amazing for me. Um, They're such good speakers. Such good speakers, and they explained everything so well. Um, it was really inspiring, so I kind of wanted to go, go and like build something right away after I, I listened to that talk. I couldn't because I was concussed. concussed. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... So, okay, this ahead. is a topic that I, is very near and dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> image I optimization. Like, yeah, image optimization. I used to, like, give talks about this because it's such a big part of why the web is slow. It's mostly media. Um, and I'm really happy that they created this app that makes that easier. But I also feel like this is kind of preaching to the wrong choir because this is, like, people who are already optimizing their images, like, it's a tool for them to use that makes their lives easier. But what I want to see is, like, this spread outside of this bubble of people who are already using best practices. I will say that that's fair. I think what they were showing was, um, well, one, I think any developer summit 
will be affected yeah, of course, basically of course, any yeah. like the pr- people who care about especially chrome dev something which is, which is basically here's it's a performance 18 <laughs> talks about performance yeah. um um i think i thought it was cool was that how they were showing you know you can actually build these complex applications and make them performant and here's how um, and here's mm-hmm. an example the codes up in github you can poke around with them um yeah, no, it's uh, it's really cool that like that's created yes. and it's something we can all look at. It's open source. And the one, the super cool thing here is that you know um, I haven't really touched the various different quality types of optimizations um, for a long time. I kind of run it through uh, Image Optim or SVGO and call it a day. Um, mm-hmm. And they were just kind of showcasing, you know, um, one, you know, Chrome has a couple of new f- image formats like V9. Um, that are even more performant and which are just got adoption by Edge in their Canary version and Firefox Nightly, I believe. Um, and um, just kind of showing you, you know, when you run a image optimizer on your command line, there's like 20 different options, which most people never touch and have yeah. no idea what they do. And now you can kind of visually explore those options and say, oh yeah, if I turn on this thing which means something what happens to my image and does it make it better or worse and there's an easy way to kind of explore all these compiler things you never would have anyways totally it wasn't i don't mean to be like a negative (laughs) nancy here i'm saying like this is great and people don't often use those options and they make a really big difference yeah and this is especially true when you're working in media where you want to showcase a nice beautiful image but make it performant that's a challenge that i face every day yeah but most companies that are serving a lot of images and media are using a tool like Imagix or Cloudinary yeah. to host those and do those optimizations for them. Yeah. So you don't have that kind of really um, like down to the bone control over each and every image. Yeah, That's defin- like not realistic, but it's a cool tool and like definitely for definitely. smaller projects, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And so again, I think the the point of the tool is more to show the how you could build this as opposed to the end result what of the tool does, itself, yeah. what it actually was. I'm um, not criticizing the tool. I think it's great. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I have thoughts about yes. performance and images fair, and how fair, they affect fair. the web. Uh, I mean, you did have whole. that catchphrase, image opting often, right? Was that Image optim always oh. often. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, uh, so now so, I can say, squoosh um, always often. one talk... <laughs> um, yeah, so if you ever watch one talk, I would watch that one. That one is super okay. cool. Um, we'll have that also linked to you in the show notes. So what was the name of the talk? Uh, it was uh, Complex JS Heavy Web Apps Avoiding the Slow. Uh, okay, cool. And, you know, they used Preact. They used Webpack. They used um, something else. Um, it's all things that a, a person would normally actually use. I love something use. else. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, uh, but all things that people conceivably use in their daily lives. Um, and they got the app down to like 15 kilobytes on first render. Um, and all works perfectly. And they showcased a way to get it down to like 800 bytes on first render if they were trying really hard. Um, so nice. it was just kind of really cool to show them, you know, have them plot all the stops and say, hey, you know, here's all these nifty things that uh, you can do and you can do today to make um, your sites performant and jank free and wonderful so uh that so was the cool site time. like basically runs an algorithm over your images and spits them back out uh it it actually runs the actual c compilers that um that exists so they, you know there's a c compiler for for the mozilla jpeg compression thing oh, um cool. and it runs that or there, it runs that 
that uh, that asset in WebAssembly, uh, which, which which lets you basically run normal not normal but like traditional programming language code in the web. Um, and um, yeah, so that's kind of for for people who are who are coming from not you know the web app or the web developer side, but coming from traditional programming. I think WebAssembly has some really cool things for them. It also seems like it's more performant because it's closer to the browser Chrome. Yes, uh, for certain things, um, but yeah. Okay, cool. So definitely check out that talk. What else was really cool that you learned um, about? So there were a couple. So I, I would definitely recommend people to um, skim through the keynote, the first, the, the day one keynote. I think uh, there's actually a um, like a video that does a compilation on their channel on the youtube channel right. which is like here's like the five things that you should know from day one. Oh my goodness wish i had watched that i didn't watch that uh, <laughs> this is like what chris thinks you should know skip through the keynote it's not super important but it's kind of a new thing but they do demo a new chrome extension at the very end of it called project vizbug um v-i-z bug and it's supposed to be like a fire bug for designers and so um if you install the extension and open it up, you can. Uh, it opens up a toolbar to your left-hand side of your screen, and you can go in and basically move DOM elements around visually, edit them, uh, change images, change text, um, all things you would normally, if you wanted to, to debug this, you would do inside the Chrome DevTools, but now there's a visual way to kind of explore your website. And So, so does it save? Like, I'm confused. So you can edit your... Dom, do you have like source maps enabled? Like, does this resave your files? No, no, no. This is basically for people, for content editors and designers who are saying, hey, you know, I've been given this site, but I, I think there should be some changes. Let me go in and um, just tweak the, tweak the page, change the content, and see how um, it would look. So let's say I wanted to swap in. It's, it's for basically for prototyping, not for... Actual. Okay, so like when you refresh, the changes go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's essentially using the dev tools, but inside a visual format. Okay, um, so you don't have to like edit as HTML to change the text. You can just select it. Everything's just content editable. Double click and it's editable. Um, and the way that um, um, I can't remember his name described it um, was that it was supposed to be like bring artboards to the web. So if you're a designer, you're in Sketch, you have artboards where you can make rectangles, you can change things, you can move things around. Um, this tool is supposed to bring that kind of experience to the web. And so, um, you know, if your designer says, if, if you build something, make sure to your designer and say, and they say, hey, you know, I see a couple different things here that are off or, you know, maybe it should be different. Um, they can, you know, they can, they can do it themselves, screenshot and say, hey, this is what I was intending or a variety of other workflows. Um, but it's cool. just kind of a cool way to... Um, expose the dev tools to other people i'm very curious about the extent of the power of this because i feel like it's very easy to do a little bit of editing visually but it's very hard to do complex editing uh i yeah. would recommend everyone check it out because it actually is pretty mind-blowing what they what, what he's done with this um so um cool like what yeah. else can you edit other than text um let me Consult my notes. Can I uh, install this while we're chatting? Yes, Chrome you can. Uh, it's a Chrome extension. It's uh, extension. available now. Um, did I say? Yeah, Vizbug. Project Viz, V-I-S bug, not a uh, V-I-Z. Sorry. Oh. I, I, uh, 
That's okay. V I S B U G Vizbug. Vizbug. All right. I'm gonna um, tr- I'm gonna install it. I'm gonna see what happens. Okay. So you can you can like hover over styles and it'll show you the CSS for it. You can hover over and it'll show you the cool. accessibility um, contrast ratios of text versus the background. Um, so oh wow! A, so really okay, so check. basically a toolbar pops up. Yes. And you have a couple of things here. That was also a very fast download. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so editing text that's easy to do. You just like click on the text. You just double you click. Edit the colors of things so you can change um, the hue. Of it, this? I feel like there's still a little bit of it's it's still in you know beta mode, but you can change it's um uses HSL I think for its color changes. Yeah, um, it seems mostly like oh you can add some drop shadows. I think it's mostly text stuff if I'm if I'm not mistaken. No, so like, you can, you this can, flex box align. You can move. You can actually move DOM nodes around with click and drag. Uh, oh, the color contrast is very yeah, cool. The color contrast is super nice for quickly double-checking accessibility contrast. You like, just oh, yeah. hover over it, and yeah. it's it's set. Yeah. Like, it tells you um, the contrast with AA and AAA small and, like, the number of the ratio, if it's, like, good to go or not. Yeah. That's cool. I like that a yeah. lot. Uh, it's not supposed to be a replacement for anything. It's a kind of complement to any of your other tools. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to double-check something or quickly play around with something to kind of see what, what it could look like. Um, yeah. But I think it's, it's, it'll be great for designer developer handoff. It's fun. There's like, it's very creative the way they did this. Cause there's like a drop shadow where you can yeah. like move it around with your arrow keys. Yeah. Like a it's lot very of it key- go ahead. is key, like, yeah. Key binding keyboard. things. Yeah. That- it's very keyboard friendly, which may be um, someone's developer brain working a little bit much and dropping the mouse the mouse ability, the mousing ability, but uh, still, still super cool and still super early. So it was just, it was announced and released at Chrome Dev Summit like two weeks ago. So cool. I think that the person who made this actually might have contacted us to talk around the show. So maybe in the future we'll get him on here. Uh oh. Well, to talk about this, we haven't been looking at our me, like, Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We okay. So I got logged out and I haven't been logged in. And then I just checked and there's some messages. So you know what? I'm gonna get to them. I promise. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's uh, been a, we've been busy this month. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a weird month. It's been a weird month. Um, oh, and the info with like color, display, line height. That's yeah. cool. Super cool. I want to be able to... This is the hard thing about web development that should be easy, theoretically, if you like compare it to Illustrator or yeah. like Sketch, is move things around the page, like physically move things around the so page. They, this one does have a click and drag thing. Not it's not a hundred percent because you still have to conform it. to some of your layouts, but it's uh, it is it is pretty nice. I see like a grid layout type thing when I when I hover over things, but I don't. S- oh, okay. Oh, okay. It kind of has that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You can like kind of move like boxes. Yeah. Oh, this is actually really nice <laughs> now. <laughs> Okay, I'm not mad about this. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> it just took a second. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, if you have things like, oh, God, now I have to get out of the tool or else it's going to keep me in there. Um, when I refresh, of course, it's gone. Yeah. Um, It's cool. Like, if you have things like um, hiding other elements, you just have to be aware of those. Yeah. But it's nice. Uh, like, especially that moving ability. That's that's something that I haven't really seen yeah. in other and you can like uh, drag in images and replace stuff. It's it's super smart. Definitely, it's a, yeah. It's d- definitely check it out. 
Oh, you could just like mess up a whole page. You know, it's, it's sometimes not easy. <laughs> I'm like just totally just like clicking around right now. Um, yeah, getting the div I want to move is a little tricky right now, but I think that's just the nature of it. Like you yeah. get used to it. Yeah. This is cool, man. Yeah. Um, nice job uh, this bug and it's All funny because right. they kind of snuck it in at the end of a keynote and i was like this is like a cool tool why didn't they like make a bigger deal of this but uh i guess it was on the keynote so maybe it was a big deal but uh anyways I'm gonna share this on my twitter right now <laughs> currently recording tools after eh? the show after the show <laughs> okay what else is cool what um, else is new okay this so, is definitely cool um uh, a couple of the cool talks um there's one of the state of houdini Yuna got a shout out. Love Houdini. But they did oh. call her Una. Uh, so Surma. Surma. <laughs> uh, um, it's a great walkthrough. Um, there is a super dense talk called Building More Resilient Apps with Server Workers. And they go through like a bevy of different service worker strategies. Um, it's kind of too dense to talk about, but definitely go and watch it if you're trying to explore service workers. They go through. We should a- do another show about service workers. I feel like it's been a while. I need to learn more about it, honestly. I don't know if they've changed that much. Okay, so I, I've used them before, and there's definitely, like, things to know so you don't mess up your dev environment for all your other projects. Yeah, there's, like... So, they actually, this, this talk is really good because they go through a bunch of the cons first and say, hey, service workers are not a fix-all. You can't just drop it in and expect it to work. There are a bunch of things you need to do. And so, they go through all those things you need to do, um, and it's a really great talk. And so, definitely check it out. And... Then the last talk I would say that everyone should check out. Sorry, two more talks. Um, w- one more other talk is called um, Actors, or it's called Lights, Camera, Action. And it's um, Surma and Paul Lewis talking about a mental model of building an application called Actors, um, which is a actually an older comp sci concept um, that's been used elsewhere, but not really in the web so much. Um, and the idea there is that every part of your application um, is an actor, and they send messages to each other, and you compose those messages to build your app, as opposed to um, all putting it into one kind of more traditional function calls. Um, and the benefit of this is that you can separate actors all into the different um, workers, uh, web workers, and so unless they have to, they won't impact the main thread where the UI renders happen. So. Hypothetically, you'd have more performance, more performance application that could be um, a bit more uh, a scalable and b flexible if you need to swap out something. So, okay, uh, so the talk is about a mental model, or is it like things it, I can do right now? It's it's not it's not it's a it's a programming model. So it's not a okay. thing you can do. You can do it right now, uh, and they kind of show you an example of how you would architect an application this way. But it's not like a library or a framework or anything. It's more like why don't you? think about structuring your apps this way instead. And it does involve basically a new application. You would not convert an old application to this. It'd be a lot of work probably. Um, but I think it's a really cool way of maybe um, thinking about structuring apps in the future. Especially, there are, okay. there are examples basically that you know, right now you target the web, but in the future maybe like, oh, maybe I want to target 3D with Canvas. Maybe I want to target VR, AR, um, or a variety of different things. And if your application is structured in this actor format where the UI thread or the web, the web thread is just the role of UI rendering, um, maybe you can flex things around more often. So um, it's a really cool concept, a bit abstract, but uh, something to think about, I think. It's a good talk. Yeah. 
And those are two really good speakers, and it's kind of like how you think about development. Yeah. Um, cool. And then the last la- one? The last one is something near and dear to my heart. It's called Virtual Stroller. Um, if you've listened to the show, you've probably heard me t- complain about scroll bars, scroll bars, and <laughs> virtualization, devil. and um, the everything that comes with that. Um, and virt- this this talk is kind of ex- is first I can see is that the web is bad at this, and native is very good at this. So if you ever program an iOS or an Android application, one of the very first things you learn about are UI views, and they're they are always virtualized. Um, you only, it only renders what's currently on your screen. Um, that's just part of native applications. But in the web, you render everything, and then you have to do hacks to kind of... Isn't that what the frameworks like React kind of do for us? No. Th- so React um, helps you do with updates, you know, with their virtual DOM diffing. Um, but if you have 1,000 elements, it still renders 1,000 elements, 1,000 DOM nodes. Oh, um, okay. And so in a... It's like- what you're saying is like if it's off screen on a native application, it doesn't get rendered at all. Correct, right. Um, okay. And so there are a bunch of libraries on that to help you with this, but they have things where like you can't, you know, you can't search in page for them because they're actually not anywhere on the on the page. Uh, you can't SEO them because they're made by JavaScript. Um, and uh, scroll bars suck. And there's a whole bevy of things that people have to do and handle. And maybe the web should just do this for you. And so um, the Chrome team has made a proposal around virtual scrolling, and they've uh, got a quick, they have a library up to kind of show you, show a implementation of the proposal. And it's something you can use right now to kind of power virtual scrolling on your website if you wanted to, uh, but it is still an uh, experiment, and their hope is to get it into the actual browser model so that you know everyone has Virtual scrolling by default, it's not like a, something you need to do um, in addition to. Cool. I get what you're saying now. That's, yeah. that's nice. That's nice if the browser is going to handle it. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. One of those things. So Thanks, yeah. Chrome. <laughs> uh, there are, of course, a ton of awesome talks. We only highlighted five of them because we only have 20 minutes or so. Uh, um, but uh, definitely go check it out. I'll, I'll put a full list of like things I recommend as uh, you guys watch. Um, so... If you want to hop to those, uh, and we'll try to find the Chrome Devs, you know, summation YouTube link as well. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So thanks, Chris, for your top five <laughs> like must watch. This is actually a really fun show. Um, if you're watching this show, like when you're commuting to like Thanksgiving plans, you know, might as well drop us a like or rate <laughs> us on whatever podcasting app you're listening to. Um, you know, give us a little holiday gift. Share the show with your friends. Um, remember, you get a $20 credit when you use the promo code TOOLSDAY2018 for Linode. If you visit linode.com slash toolsday, they're our show sponsor today. So we want to give a shout out to them and remind you to get your $20 worth of infrastructure credits at linode.com slash toolsday with the promo code TOOLSDAY2018. And that's cool. It's just like free money for whatever project you want. Um, Yeah, I think that's all we have for today. I also want to give another shout out to Webflow, who is our patron on Patreon. Thank you so much for your continued support. And thank you for your continued viewership or listenership, whatever that is. I think this year we've already surpassed like uh, listen counts more than we had all of last year, like combined, like just through the end of October, which is cool. Um, So it's awesome to see 
our listenership growing. It's great to see that you all care and you're sending us messages that I will be <laughs> will be responding to tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to say thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.